And welcome to Kick It The Scoop Season 3, Episode 3. I'm your host, Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL Information, Trade Rumours and Results. And what a very loaded show, show I've got for you guys and girls today. We've got the world-famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang, but with a twist. There's three things I'm going to be banging on about, including the disrespect that Tim Watson showed young Gold Coast youngster, Brody Eulen, number 32, we called him on the commentary call, and I thought that was absolutely pathetic, and I'll get to that shortly. The Fremantle-North Melbourne controversy, was it the right call? And even if it is the right call, according to the rules, should that be the case? And, of course, I'm also going to bang on about the St Kilda doubters. Then we're also going to go through my Supercoach team, my team of the week, review the rounds just gone and upcoming. The Scoops medal is back. As I said, Super Coach, preview the rounds just gone and upcoming. Scoops Medal and Team of the Week. Everyone loves those segments. Now, first off, I'll start off with this. If you want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Merch is still deep. I'm still working with that. So there's no new update on the merch as of yet. Um, and yeah, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit the like button. I want to aim for 20 likes for this video. We're just over 2,000 subscribers, which I really appreciate you all for who you have subbed. If you haven't, please hit the sub button. As a friend of mine would say, smash that subscribe button and uh, help me on the road to now a new goal, which is 3,000. Hopefully, I want to get that by the end of the year. So sub if you haven't already. You enjoy the content, please go do so by subscribing. I would really appreciate it. And get your mates on board too. Now, please welcome the world-famous segment Scoops goes bang. Well, well, well. What will I bang on about first? Well, I've got a few things to pick about. I really could go anywhere here. Um, but what I am going to do is actually go through first the Bodie Eulen. What? Paparazzi are out. Oh, they know this is a big segment. Guys, girls, please turn off your cameras. Flash photography, please. I'm trying to talk about the show. Thank you. Uh, Tim Watson. Now, in the commentary call, now he's not the expert caller. Uh, he's the, you know, expert analysis commentator type person, right? Makes special comments from time to time. But to describe young staff from the Gold Coast Suns, Bodie Euland in his second game, I don't care if he's playing his first game or his 400th game, to call him number 32 in play. They're like, Tim Watson was like, oh, that number number 32 is in clear space here. That is utmost disrespect to Bodie Euland. I expect Tim to apologise for that because it's not good enough. They had their notes in front of them with the, like the footy record with all the player numbers and that on there. So, Tim... You could have taken a second out of your day to at least look at your notes and say, oh, yeah, 32, oh, that's Brody Euland, I'll say that. But to call him number 32, pretty piss poor, Tim. Lift your game. Pathetic. Now, Fremantle-North Melbourne controversy. 
Now, Frio lost to the Roos by a solitary point. Now, North Melbourne deserved the win. I'm not taking the credit away from them. But did they deserve to potentially win? If you follow the rule book, the AFL follow the rules. But when Daniel Howe, the Roos recruit, the sub, kicked the ball out of bounds. Now, the siren had went before it went out of bounds, or so they say. But that shouldn't matter. In the rule book, they followed it correctly. But I'm saying that that should not be the case because, because, for example, if someone was having a shot on goal and they were just dribbling it or kicking it and the ball was rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling, the siren went while the ball was still in play but rolling towards the goals and ended up not being touched and rolled through the goals. It would be credited as a goal or behind or whatever it ends up being. It would be credited as a goal or behind. So why shouldn't the deliberate example here be paid deliberate? If it was in play and it went through the goals, it would count as a goal no matter if the siren's gone or not. But so why should this be any different? That should have been deliberate. I don't care. It should have been deliberate. And the three-minute play, I think it was Jordan Clark. I'm not 100% sure. It was someone like that or Alex Pierce, someone like that. It should have been deliberate and it should have counted as del- deliberate. And Freo should have had the shot. Now, people say, oh, he wouldn't have kicked it from there. Probably not. But you don't know that for a fact. He could have scored a point which could have tied the scores. Freeman will be a side that will be in the eight. North won't, despite their good start. This could come back to cost the Dockers finals. And if I was a Dockers fan, I would be livid. This, the, the performance in terms of the general play, they did not deserve to win. But the one incident that did impact the result did cost Fremantle a chance to tie or win the game. So that rule is crap. That rule should be changed, plain and simple. They follow the rules. In the rule book right now, it is the right call. But logically speaking, it isn't the right call because had that been a shot at goal and it rolled through and the siren went before it rolled through, it would count as a goal or a behind. So why shouldn't it count as deliberate? Lift your game, AFL. Change your bloody rules. You like changing rules all the time. How about you change this one? Because you seem to change rules after it costs teams games. Let's look at the 09 grand final. I don't like going back there. When Hawkins hit the post at halftime, you brought in a new rule after that year that there's goal re- the score reviews. You did it after it cost us a grand final. 2010, we had a draw against the Pies. I don't like bringing this up either. You brought in no new games, no replays after that, when it should have been extra time, and that's what the rule is now. You changed it after something's happened. How about you change it before something happens? Far out. It's ridiculous. Score reviews, replays, and now this deliberate thing. They should have been changed. Before an incident happens, change the bloody rules. Now, also, the AFL, oh, not the AFL, sorry, people down in the Saints. St Kilda now have 16 plays off as of right now out. The latest being the inspirational skipper in Jack Steele out for four weeks of a broken collarbone. Or at least four weeks, they say, the Saints. 16 plays out now. Now, okay, Steele played on the weekend, so we can't really count his injury. But before that, that was 15. Max King, Tim Membry, Jack Hayes, Dan McKenzie, 
Nick Caulfield, Jack Billings, Jimmy Webster. I could keep going and going. Now, people say, oh, all 15 of them wouldn't be in your best 22, would they? Eight or nine of them would, and you could even include Zach Jones in that conversation who would be in the 22 mix. So to be out with that many injuries is hard to win a game, let alone against good sides. To beat the Dockers at Marvel in round one by 15 points was magnificent. Up and about, it was a great win. Pretty much got no forwards. None of our major for key forwards. Membry, King and Hayes, not there. Inexperienced forward line. When you have Zane Cordy and Dan Butler as your two most experienced forwards, then you know you got a lot of players missing out. That's not a disrespect to Butts and um, Zane. They're decent enough, but to be the most experienced and your major two forwards, that's not what you want. you got young man, my man, Filippo, Mitch Owens doing well, Kaminti doing well. But you rather have Membry King, Hayes, Higgins, Butler and Filippo. But that's not the case at the moment. So then to be doubted then and say, oh, it's only Fremantle. Well, people rave and rave about the Bulldogs. Sorry, Bev. Um, but the Saints gave your side an absolute shellacking, 51 points. The Saints were marching in, all right. Then to smash the Bulldogs in that convincing fashion. If two more plays added to the injury list after round one. Jack still played the last half of the game with a broken collarbone. Shows how inspirational he is. But people are saying he's not. He's done that before against Geelong last year. Go check it out if you don't know. Go do your research. To now add Steely to the list. Play the Bombers this week, then the Suns. And Carlton and Collingwood in those two games after the Suns and, and the Bombers. Just get the win. It'd be typical of us to lose it. But we got the job done against two sides heavily favoured for top four and eight. The top eight. Definitely top eight and even top four. And to still say, oh, it's only round two, I get that part. But to say, oh, it's only the Bulldogs or it's only Fremantle, get a grip on yourself. You're just saying that because you're salty St Kilda one twice against two good sides. So to the doubters, lift, I would say, actually, I'll say lift your game. You won't lift your game because if you're not saying that's a great effort, 16 plays now out and beating two top sides, heavily favoured sides by the media and fans, well, you're pathetic. Lift your game. Right. Hope you guys enjoyed that segment or that edition of the world famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang. Now, we're going to go through my heavily debated round two AFL team of the week. Right. Round two team of the week. From the back line, the pockets, Nick Dacos. And Harry Sheasel. Full back, Brennan Cox. Half back on the flankers, Jack Sinclair and Adam Saad. Centre half back, Sam Collins. The wingers, Mason Wood and Josh Dacos. Centerman, Luke Davies Uniaki. The half forward line, the flankers, Jesse Hogan and Mitch Owens. Centre half forward, Jeremy Cameron. Forward pockets, Toby Green and Kyle Langford. And full forward, Charlie. Kerno. The Ruckman, Matty Flynn. Rovers, Clayton Oliver and Rory Laird. The interchange, Logan McDonald from the Swans. Seb Ross, Will Setterfield and Dylan Scheel. And the emergencies, Jay Gresham, Joe Danaher, Ben Brown, Jake Waterman, Tim Kelly and Jermaine Jones. Now, reasons 
So the reasons why I had Dacos and Sheasel were self-explanatory. Just look at this. That's two goals, 30-odd possessions for Nick Dacos. Sheasel, 30 possessions. Good efficiency, obvious choice. Brennan Cox, he's a goal late. The Dockers, 20 possessions, nine one percenters. A lot of um, marks as well, so he deserved a spot on the side. Flank is Jack Sinclair and Saad. Saad was Carlton's best player with Charlie Kerno for me. Really dominant in his 29 possessions of the halfback line. Um, it was very influential in the side getting the win. Jack Sinclair, 33, probably best on ground yet again for the Saints. So it's an obvious choice of 33 touches and great ball. He's 89% efficiency, I'm pretty sure it was. So one on sinks. And centre back Sam Collins, 9-1 percenters, uh, did a solid job for the Suns. Uh, the wing is Mason Wood, goal, one goal, two, 24 disposals. He's been a great recruit. I've said it before. And uh, Mason Wood, for preseason signing a year or two ago, Mason Wood has been a ripper signing for the Saints, which cost absolutely nothing. Josh Dacos, 2-26, and 26, was a good and influ- influential winner, uh, influ- influential figure in the Pies, getting a big win over the power. And Luke Davis-Uniak, he was one of the few, well, one of many for the Roosters, why they got the win. 33-odd possessions in the midfield. Good efficiency, high clearances, metres gained. was an obvious choice in the middle. Half-four line, Jesse Hogan, 3-4, about 15 disposals. Kept him in the game along with Toby Green. Jeremy Cameron's kicked 6 and 25. It's obvious choice. Mitch Owens, 3-2, 17 disposals. One of the best players on the ground for the Saints to get the big win over the Bulldogs. Toby Green kicked 4. Awesome. Kept him in the game. Had showed some footy smarts, which some players don't show. Cole Langford kicked five and about 15 disposals, an obvious choice. Charlie Kerno kicked five, another obvious choice. Ruckman, Matty Flynn. There wasn't too many dominant Ruckman, but Matty Flynn had the win over Bailey Williams in the West Coast Giants clash, so he was the best Ruckman on the, in the round for me. Clayton Oliver, about 37 disposals, obvious choice. Rory Laird, 36 disposals, something like that. Good efficiency, clearances and the like. Logan McDonald on the bench, kicked five. You could say he's stiff, but Kerno and Cameron were ahead, uh, and even Langford to a lesser degree. Um, Seb Ross, about 26 disposals, very influential in the Saints. His ball use was good. We missed him in the side through the midfield. Will Setterfield, one of, what a great recruit so far. He's been from the Blues for the Bombers as Will Setterfield. 28-odd 28 disposals. He got a goal, and he had high efficiency in clearances as well. Dylan Shield, likewise, kicked two, 27. High clearances, score involvements, like Setterfield, so deserved a spot in the team. Danaher and Ben Brown and Waterman were the next key forwards to be selected. Tim Kelly was the next mid. Jermaine Jones was the next half back being selected. And Jake Gresham was the next small forward mid that was going to be selected. Leave your thoughts down below my scoops round two team of the week and what yours would be, any changes you would make and why. Now, we're going to go preview, uh, review round two's games. Well, we go all the way back to Thursday night at the MCG. It was Carlton 90, defeated Geelong 82. Well, what a win this was for the Blues. They had the draw against the Tigers in round one. And then a lot of people going, oh, no, Geelong will bounce back after their loss to the Pies. They didn't. The Blues were awesome. Could they hold on again? They gave Geelong chances. Jeremy Cameron was the sole reason why Geelong were in this game to begin with. Not just because he kicked six. You've seen the efforts he put in when he said when he had a sore rib, you could tell. And there was not many contributors along with Jeremy Cameron. So if not for Jeremy Cameron, this could have been a 40-point win to the Blues. Blues were awesome. Curran kicking five. Sard off half back was awesome. Ollie Holland's in his second game did, did, did okay. Matty Owies kicked 
three. So they, they had some good performances. So a lot to like of the Blues so far. And Geelong, as I said, not so much. I went to for the first time in a very long time. Now, lights out at the Gabba. The Undertaker arrived during the late in the last quarter. If you didn't see my video on Instagram, AFL Info Live, go check it out. I can't play it on here because I don't want to get copyrighted. Uh, Brisbane 93 defeated Melbourne 82. It was 11 points. After the delay, Melbourne came like six goals to one. So score flattered them. I think they were very poor. They were better when the, the break returned from the power out. Did you see the fire too on the light tower too? Unbelievable. Um, they follow the rules right. Fagan and Spillman weren't so pleased, but about like it did the game done. But Brisbane were pretty dominant. Zorko was good before he got subbed off. Giordano kicking four. There was another player who was stiff. Not getting the team, as I mentioned before. Uh, Dunkley was solid. Neil was good as well. So all around the Lions were very good. And Harris Andrews was pretty solid as well. We'll move on to the Saturday games. The margin was the real surprise here. Collingwood 135 spanked the power 64. Collingwood by 71 points. I thought they did really well the pre week prior to the power. 50-odd point win against the Lions. They think, oh, shit. Pies are really good too. They're going to bounce and have a real – this is going to be a game to remember. But it wasn't for the power. They were very bad. The Pies were fantastic. Their first quarter's dominance. After they started scratching the first few minutes when Port got a goal early, Collingwood went bang, 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 bang after that. Not scoop chase bang, but the Pies went bang after that. Craig McRae's doing a great job too, by the way. Craig Fly is Fly. Um, but, yeah, day costs the Dacos brothers, awesome. Nick kicking a couple. Josh kicking a couple. They're really good. The Dacos brothers are on fire. They combined around 60 possessions together. So fantastic they were. Uh, Jordan DeGarry wasn't his best as he does previous weeks. Darcy Cameron was pretty solid, though. And the Pies had an even amount of contributors. Tom Mitchell, Penderbury as well, were pretty solid as well. The, the game at the Adelaide Oval, 76 the Crows, defeated by the Tigers, 108. Richmond by 32. Uh, this game was odd, an odd game to grade, how it actually was. Richmond got a big lead. Adelaide came back. Richmond got in front again. Then Adelaide got it to a point in the last quarter. Then the lose by 32. <laughs> this game went everywhere. Ranking was quieter compared to last week. Rory Led was tagged last week, was poor first round. It was fantastic in the game. I knew Laddie would bounce back, not unled. Um, that was his first bet game in a few years last week. So he was back to his best on Saturday at the Adelaide Oval against the Tigers. Hopper was all right for the Tigers. Um, but yeah, Richmond did well did well in the end to get the win. In And Nathan Broad, too, has been sent directly to the tribunal. Ryan Burden's got a two-week ban. And there was another player that's got one. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's another player that got one week. Um, yes, the three players have been suspended this week which is uh, very interesting. Now, but yeah, Crows, I, it's hard to grade them. So if I, Some people had them in the eight. I don't understand why, but here we are. Now, the next game. Oh, here we go. The Saints went marching in at Marvel Stadium. The Saints by 51 points, mind you. Uh, the Western Border was 41, spanked by the Saints, 92. All aboard the Filippo train. My man, Mateus, kicking three. Great snags. That long one from outside 50 was absolutely awesome, Mateus. Mitch Owens kicked three. Jack Steele was good. Jack Sinclair was good. Mason Wood, I mentioned before, far out. He's having a great season. 
and career at the Saints since moving on from North Melbourne. He was great. The whole team was good. It was not you could not name a bad player on the team. Jimmy Webb, so hopefully we'll come back this in this week. Probably for Ben Patton, he'd be very stiff. He had twenty one odd disposals, Ben Patton. Uh, but he'll probably have to go for Jimmy. And Marcus Winghanger was a sub, should come in for Jack Steele. Um, but yeah, it's a great win. So pumped. The Bulldogs had no one contribute at all. Tim English was all right, but so was Rowan Marshall. So, yeah, outside of English, no other Bulldog player turned up. They were poor. Miss Trelaw, Bonapalli, where were you? McRae wasn't his best game. Josh Bruce. Um, yeah, the Bulldogs were very poor. And uh, staring down the barrel of 0-3 potentially when they got the Lions on Thursday night at Marvel. Now we'll move on to the Dockers and the Roos. 41-point victory for the Roos. They deserved the win. Put it put it this way. They deserved the win. They won by point 72 to 73. The Dockers didn't deserve to win. But in that controversial fashion, as I mentioned earlier, they probably did deserve to win, at least have the opportunity to tie or win the game. But they didn't. North overall deserved the win if you go through the whole game. Todd Goldstein started well. Why are Fremantle not playing Sean Darcy's ruck? You've seen his super coach at minus – no, I don't have him, by the way. He's at minus four or so at half time. Todd Goldstein dominated Luke Jackson in the first half. That's Sean Darcy. And then Luke Jackson was more forward in the second half, and Darcy was more the ruckman. And look what happened. Sean Darcy then ended up being pretty well, doing pretty well in the second half. So I just don't understand the move. Luke Jackson is stuffing up their setup at the moment. Playing forward, that's it. They probably need him up forward too. Tamanar was stuffed off again. Uh, they're going to have to fix that forward line mix for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's concerning for the Dockers so far. But they've got the Eagles in the Derby. This will be interesting. If they lose again, the question is going to be asked to Justin Longmuir and his selection at the moment. Five won't play next week too, as Justin Longmuir said in his post-match presser. So they're going to be without five probably for another week at least, possibly two. Sunday games, it was first the Swans and the Hawks. Sydney by 81, big win, thumping win. But as expected, Sydney 118, Hawthorne 37. A lot of inaccuracy for the Hawks. My man Fergus Green kicked four behinds. Um, Dylan Moore did okay, but there wasn't really good performance for there. The Swans, Joel Amati kicking four, Logan McDonald kicking five were good. Mills, Heaney was solid as well. So it was expected the Swans win big. Um, see how they go this week. The Bombers and the Suns at Marvel. Gold Coast, 80. Essendon, 108. Essendon by 28. This game was close throughout the whole game. Essendon pulled on three late goals in the last three minutes to make the margin look as worse as it was. The Suns were in this. They had their opportunities. Unfortunately, they couldn't capitalise. Tuk Miller was their best player. Hopefully, Will Powell, my man Powell, is back this week, playing in the twos this week, coming back from long-term injury. Um, Charlie Constable was okay. Um, but for the Bombers, Langford, Shield, Setterfield, Merritt were some of their better players. Eagles, Giants. This game was an interesting game to describe. West Coast by 19 points. West Coast 100, Giants 81. Toby Green and Jesse Hogan and Cornelio were the three players that were, and Matty Flynn. So the four players that were keeping the Giants in this game. Toby Green's efforts, his smarts were shown on display at, at Opt Stadium. Tim Kelly was good for the Eagles. Jermaine Jones was pretty solid. Jake Waterman kicked four. Um, Ruben Jimby was solid in his second game in his AFL career. But this game at Epps and flows. The Giants started okay. The Eagles came back. They had a big second quarter, seven goals to one, I think it was, something like that, or six goals to one. 
And the Giants came back, led by Cornelio, Flynn, Green, and Hogan. And then they came back and you thought, well, they could win here. We have to wait and see, but they didn't. They got close. A few chances late. They missed that gimme goal in the last quarter, which could have got it to two goals, and they didn't. And then the Eagles ended up getting the win by 19 points. Um, now, let's go through the Scoops medal. Reenacted like the great Gillen McLaughlin. Remember, to guys, if you haven't subscribed, please go do so. Like this video. We want to aim for 20 likes. And the new goal of 3,000 subscribers. We're just over 2K, but that'll be the next goal. But keep subbing. So the quicker we can get it, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, the Scoops medal reenacted like the great Gillen McLaughlin. <clears throat> Round two, Carlton v Geelong. Carlton, a Saad, one vote. Carlton, C. Kerno, two votes. Geelong, J. Cameron, three votes. Brisbane v Melbourne. Brisbane, Al Neal, one vote. Brisbane, J. Danaher, two votes. Melbourne, C. Oliver. Three votes. Collingwood v. Port Adelaide. Collingwood, T. Mitchell, one vote. Collingwood, J. Dacos, two votes. Collingwood, N. Dacos, three votes. Adelaide v. Richmond. Richmond, J. Hopper, one vote. Adelaide, Al Scholl, two votes. Adelaide, Aled, three votes. Western Bulldogs v. St. Kilda. St. Kilda, M. Wood, one vote. St. Kilda, M. Owens, two votes. St. Kilda, Jay Sinclair, three votes. Fremantle v. North Melbourne. North Melbourne, Jay Zebel, one vote. North Melbourne, H. Sheasel, two votes. North Melbourne, Al Davies Uniaki, three votes. Sydney v. Hawthorne. Sydney, C. Mills, one vote. Sydney, Al McDonald, two votes. Sydney, Jay Amati, three votes. Essendon v. Gold Coast. Essendon, D. Shield, one vote. Essendon, W. Setterfield, two votes. Essendon, K. Langford. Three votes. West Coast v. GWS. West Coast, J. Jones, one vote. GWS, J. Hogan, two votes. GWS, T. Green. Toby Green, three votes. The leaderboard after round two of the Scoops Mental Votes. I'm just going to show it here for people that aren't listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and want to see the votes on screen. Let's go through... Uh, where are we? All right. There we go. So you see there that Jeremy Cameron pulled the three in the Carlton Geelong game. Clay Oliver got three in the Brisbane Melbourne. Here we go. You can read it for you guys yourself. Is that Collingwood Port, Adelaide Richmond, Western Bulldogs and Kilda, Fremantle North Melbourne, Sydney Hawthorne, Essendon Gold Coast, and the Eagles Giants. So the leaderboard of the Scoops Middle leaderboard after round two is as follows. In equal third place on four votes, Luke Davies-Uniaki and Harry Sheasel, the two Roos. In equal second place on five votes, Nick Dacos and Toby Green. And in equal first place on six votes, two threes in both games, Jack Sinclair from the Saints and Clayton Oliver from the Demons. Let me know your thoughts, my Scoops Medal votes. What you would have done, were they perfect? What do you guys reckon? Some you would have changed. Leave your thoughts and why down below. Now we're going to preview round three games. Let's just get the right graphic up. We're going to preview round 
three. As I said, it starts all the way on Thursday night at Marble Stadium. It's the Western Bulldogs hosting the Brisbane Lions, 7.20 at Marble Stadium on Thursday night. Victorian time, I'm going for the Brisbane Lions, plain and simple. The Bulls were terrible against the Saints and the Demons. The Lions will smash them by 40 points. Friday night at the MCG, you've got the Pies hosting the Tigers, 750. I'll be going for Collingwood. It's a close game, but the Pies have been dominant in their two wins. I'm going to the Pies by 20-odd points. On Saturday, 145 at UTAS Stadium in Tassie. The two Tasmanian sides in a way, the Hawks and the Roos. The Roos will win by about 40 points. We'll move to the Twilight game on Saturday, the Giants Stadium, the Giants hosting the Blues. I'm going to go for the Blues by 30-odd points. Saturday night, the Saints in their 150th anniversary match to the day, the day after. The Saints host the Bombers at the MCG. This is a Saints home game, too, for people that don't know that and wanted to know. Saints, for me, obviously going to get the win, I assume. But in typical Saints fashion, this would probably be the game we lose. We beat two good sides and lose to a mediocre team in Essendon. I'm going for the Saints. They should win by 30-odd points and all aboard the Filippo train. The, the showdown, 7.30 Victorian time at the Adelaide Oval. It's Adelaide hosting the Crows. I'm going for the power to bounce back and win by 20 points. Sunday, 2.10 Victorian time at Heritage Bank Stadium, formerly known as Metricon Stadium. The Suns host Geelong. This is an interesting one to tip both 0-2. I'm tipping Geelong, but don't be surprised if the Suns win. They're at home. They play better at home. Yes, they were poor against the Swans at home. Geelong a bit scratchy at the moment. They're, Tom Stewart's still not in for another three weeks or so. So a bit defence is a bit exposed a bit. They rely heavily on Tom Stewart. Danesfield's not in his best form. They're relying heavily on Cameron at the moment. Tom Hawkins isn't doing too well. Stengel's not doing the form he had last year. So a lot of uh, Jack Bowes missed a gettable goal for the Cats last week. So they've got a few holes at the moment that they need to fill and the players need to lift their game. I'm tipping Geelong. Just. Now, this game will be really good. 3.20 at the MCG on Sunday. Melbourne hosting the Swans. Hmm. I'm tipping Melbourne because it's at the MCG. But this game will be really good. And I think Melbourne will just get the win by two goals. Who will replace Max Gorn? I don't think it'll make any difference for me. He'll be out for four weeks, which is not good for him and the fans and the Demons. But I think it'll work well. Grundy can play in the position he plays. They can bring in a deputant, Jacob Van Royen, who's well earned a spot in the team. Play for those four weeks while Gorn's not there. Granny places the main ruck. Problem solved. Plain and simple move for there for me. And the, and the Derby in Perth. Another two state teams together. The Dockers hosting the Eagles. 5.20 Victorian time at Optus Stadium. I'm going for the Dockers to bounce back and get their first win of the season and give the Eagles the old heave-ho. They haven't given any side the old heave-ho so far, the Dockers. But this will be the round to get their first win of the season by 20-odd points, maybe even 40, if they play properly. Now, I want to go through my Supercoach talk and team. For round two, I scored 2,000, 2,275 now in the top 13%, top 5% for the round. The highest um, Supercoach score was just over 2,400. I think it was 2,406. That person's name was Cooper too, by the way. It wasn't me. I didn't win this, this week, unfortunately. I ran in round... I won, though, in round five of 2022 when I scored 2,577. So, yeah, very interesting there. Um, but, yeah, so the team I went in with, I've now made three trades, okay? 
Now you're probably wondering, Scoots, why are you doing three trades? You're using a boost already. I'm having a different. I'm having a different strategy this year. I tend to not waste them early, and I don't like wasting them early at all, and still don't want to. But I'm trying to cash in. I'm thinking, okay, I've got to cash in now on these good rookies or players that are going up in the break even. You, like for example, Connor McKenna. If you don't have him, you have to get him now. Plain and simple. You've got to get him now. You'll go up about 60k after this week. Then he's still go up a bit. You just waste the 60k right there. Got to do it now. If you want people like that, Connor McKenna, Ruben, Jimmy, people like that. If you haven't got them, get them now. You've got to get them. Sheasel as well. Philippo, the same. You've got to get them now. If there's any time you're going to get them, it has to be now. I cannot stress that enough. So, in lieu of that, I've done trades like that. That makes sense. So, the trades I've done, I've, where is it? Here we go. So, I've done my three trades. I'm bringing in. Connor McKenna for Jaden Hunt. Downgrade, and McKenna's going to make the cash. I know Jaden Hunt just scored around 100 this week, which I was happy with. But he's, if he's, in, he's going to have to keep doing it to be going up in price. So he's going to stagnate around the 270. So I'm getting Connor McKenna. Cheap 80K downgrade. McKenna will be at Hunt's price in a week or two. And he's scoring about the same, if not better, McKenna. So it's a logical move there. Fife was injured in my forward line. Use Noah Long for the round on the field. Did all right, scoring 60-odd. Five won't play this week. I was probably going to have to take him out anyway, um, and that just made it easier for me. Jack Zebel, similar, going to go up about 60K this week. Two back-to-back scores of over 100. Logical choice for me, and he's about 360K. Obvious choice for me. And I took out Campbell Chesser. I thought, okay, since I'm using that strategy of got to capitalise now on plays, Kate Chandler from the Demons, some scores around 60 and 70. Not bad, but he's 123K. He's going to go in... Lou of the other guys I was just talking about, McKenna, that he's going to jump up heaps. So I just brought him in for that case. Uh, and he's going to be on field this week, more than likely, it's over my man Kaminti and Fergus Green. So interesting. they're my three changes. I'm going to show, read to you my current team now with those inclusions. Oh, wrong graphic. <laughs> I had to do that at some point, didn't I? So we're getting used to this. See this Kick It to Scoops logo too, guys, up there. That's part of the new setup I've got on here. Changing the setup of this, which is pretty cool. Uh, so the back line we consists of Jack Sinclair, James Sicily, Nick Dacos, my primo three. McKenna, the reason he's in caps there, if you're watching on YouTube, is because he's an in inclusion. Jinby and Wilmot on field, Charlie Constable and Lockie Cowan on the bench. Pretty happy with that back line. Laird, my midfielders, Andy Brayshaw, Rory Laird, Clayton Oliver, Lockie Neal on four primos to go. He did well in round one a bit. Got in the 80s this week. Gordon Geordie, get in the 100s again, mate. Mid-pricer uh, and Will Ashcroft, Cam, Cam McKenzie and Ollie Hollands. My midfield bench, Noah Long, Alwan David Jr. and Oscar Baker. My rucks, Jared Witts and – oh, sorry, my ruck one is Jared Witts and Rowan Marshall. Bench, Nick Madden, they won't change the rest of the season pretty much unless there's injuries or very bad form from those two rucks, which I don't see happening. Four line Dunkley, Josh Dunkley, Primo, Rosie, Premium, Jack Zebel, mid pricer, just replacing five again in caps because he's an inclusion. Harry Sheasel, young star, Philippo, young star, and Kay Chandler, an inclusion. The um, Chesser, some midfield uh, dual position swaps uh, with his good break even and some solid scores too, by the way. Plans a small forward. Um, and the bench, Fergus Green, and my man from the Saints, Anthony Kaminti. What's your Supercoach team? Any Supercoach questions and advice you want from me, 
Send me a message on, on Instagram at AFL Info Live, Facebook AFL Information, Trade Rumors and Results, or comment right down below right now, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. My final thoughts simply, guys, are this. You want me on Cameo? It's cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. You want me to roast a friend, wish someone a happy birthday, anything like that, please go request it and I'll do it. I can roast someone, give them advice on something, anything at all. Head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. And uh, subscribe to the channel too, guys. If you haven't already, we're on 2008 subs, I believe, as of this recording. want to get to 3K by the end of the year, but make that even quicker for me. I would greatly appreciate it. If you're watching my content, why aren't you subscribed? Turn on the bell for all notifications. As, as my mate would say, smash that subscribe button. I would greatly appreciate it. Smash that like button too. Smash on the Turn on the bell for all notifications. So smash the notifications button as well. Turn that on to all. And I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you all for tuning in for the third edition. Or sorry, the third episode of Kick Your for Season 3. Till next week, Till next week, everyone, have a great one. The most important thing of all to remember is Go to the Saints and, of course, acknowledge me, the one. WrestleMania 2, by the way, is on Sunday and Monday. It'll be a great few nights of WrestleMania. Thank you all for joining. Until next week, take care.